Hi, thanks for joining our Lunch Break Podcast. We hope you enjoy the time you spend with Ben and myself, Paul, as we talk through issues in pastoral ministry as well as all things related to the NBA. Is that a weird combination? Yes, it's always peanut butter and jelly when you think about it. So grab your lunch and join us during our Lunch Break Podcast. Okay, welcome to our Lunch Break Podcast. We don't have lunches in front of us today, <laughs> but we're still doing this. I'm Paul. This is Ben. And we are here today with our special guest, Peter Jung. Peter is uh, a recent graduate, literally five hours <laughs> recent graduate of Southwestern Seminary. Uh, he's joining us on this podcast to talk about this topic of mentorship. Peter, welcome. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, Peter, why don't you give us a, just a brief history about who you are? Who are you? Sure. Um, I'm from California. Um, I have um, one wife, two kids. One wife. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah. That's good. I have oh, one good. wife, two kids. Uh, my wife's name is Anna. Two kids. Um, youngest one is four months, Isaiah. And the oldest one is Ezra mm-hmm. Jung. Uh, he's 20 months old. Yep. And I just finished MDiv um, as of today. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully my grades are good enough. But I walked today, so... <laughs> So I think I graduated, so um, I have MDiv under my belt. Um, yeah, I'm going back, or I moved back to California, so I reside in Torrance, California, going to Bethany Baptist Church right now. Very cool. Uh-huh. Awesome. And are you serving in any capacity over there? Uh, not right now. I'm going to be starting up, um, or st- I'm joining the internship, pastoral internship led by PJ Tobiah, mm-hmm. uh, starting in the fall of 2019. Uh, I'm going through the membership process right now. We just finished uh, membership class two of six. Two of six mm-hmm. English classes, awesome. That's really good to hear. Um, so today's topic is we're talking about uh, spiritual mentorship. And uh, can you give us just a brief history on your experience with uh, spiritual mentors? Yeah, uh, my first one is uh, my first, or this is actually my second youth pastor. His name was Pastor Ray Choi. Uh, his Korean name was Hao Choi. So I grew up without a father figure because my dad lived in Korea when my uh, entire family, but my dad, immigrated to stateside. Um, Obviously, this is um, a pretty well-known situation uh, for Koreans. It's called the Kirogi family, uh, where the dad stays um, in the motherland and works for uh, financial stability of the family to live in the United States for our success. So I grew up without a dad and um, my youth pastor, second youth pastor became my father figure who kind of took me under his wings, discipled me, taught who Christ was and taught me what not to do and what to do as well as a Christian. So he was my first, um, I guess, I I never called it spiritual mentor. I just Mm -hmm. call him my mentor. Um, And I still call him to this day. He serves as a missionary in Vietnam. I call him time to time to kind of brainstorm and to um, talk to him about the Korean church or some of my struggles. Mm. So he's my first mentor. He Is this the one that helped you name yes. Ezra, right? Like yes, his... and my name as well. Peter oh. actually comes from um, him. Oh. He named me Peter. Oh, interesting. Ah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and Ezra's middle name came from him as well. Very cool. Yep. And I have... Um, now, how old were you when he was mentoring you? I met him when I was, I think, pastor, 15 so. or 16. I was a little punk. Uh, <laughs> and he, he yelled at me a oh, lot no. of times. Like, he <laughs> was really my father figure. And he not only taught me, but he really yelled at me and um, treated, me, treated me like his son. and Disciplined you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or not like spanking wise. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Spiritual discipline. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, 
did discipline me. Yeah, okay. Well. So that was first. Mm-hmm. Um, any more that were like in, when you were older? Yeah, my idea behind mentor kind of changed. I thought mentor has to be all around. Like he mm-hmm. needs to mentor me in terms of my marriage, my character, my understanding of the Bible, how I should be as a worker, Christian, whatever. Mm-hmm. But my idea behind it changed to that of you don't need to be all around mentor, mm. but perhaps one area or two areas mm. that you can yeah. coach and oh, sure. teach. So I have, in, with that definition, I have multiple mentors. Oh, uh, um, okay. Yeah. Well, actually, this can actually, we can, we can move into like the, kind of our next question. Mm-hmm. That's a good segue. Like, how exactly would you define a mentor? Yeah, I would, oh, I, I don't have working definition, but I guess I can come up with one. Mm-hmm. I think a mentor can be someone who can influence you or teach you um, to follow along um, and to brainstorm what he's going through so that I can glean from him. For example, um, Dr. Paul Hoskins, he's a New Testament professor at Southwestern. Uh, when I moved to Texas, um, I really enjoyed his teaching. So I went to him during his office hours to talk to him about my marriage. And he really coached me and mentored me in terms of uh, how to be a godly husband. Mm-hmm. So he would tell me, you need to study your wife, and you need to treat her like she's a lady, things like that. So mm-hmm. uh, my definition behind mentor would be that of um, the mentor is teaching, um, the one who is a little more immature or don't have um, greater understanding mm-hmm. of a particular subject and teaching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, interesting. Uh, I, I think that's an interesting conversation because I think a lot of times people in the church, they think of discipleship. And what discipleship is of Jesus and what he did with his disciples where he just lived with them and they saw him and they saw everything he did. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like that all around that you were talking about earlier. Um, but I think for me, even with mentorship, it's more of like expertise in a certain area. Oh, like it's not necessarily an all around thing, but like what Peter's saying is certain areas of their life. Maybe one, it's like a mentor in your marriage. Another one, a mentor in ministry or career. Um, there's like different avenues. You know? hmm. Yeah. It's really different from what I think. Oh, interesting. Or at least what I What do you think about expected. mentor? Like for, for me, it, it really is just all around. Mm. Like I, so, so for me, and this is kind of why I wanted to bring this up, was that like, and you mentioned discipleship, right? Like for me, like I, I find it really hard to def, like draw the line draw between the, the two. Mentor, between mentorship yeah. and discipleship. Mm, me too, like, yeah. I would say that maybe if there's one thing, um, discipleship in our context, like not in the way necessarily, like so Jesus, Jesus and his disciples is more like a mentorship, but it's still a discipleship relationship. That's how I see it, right? But uh, if anything, it's foremost that, but it's just like an older, wiser to a younger, uh-huh. less wise, right? Um, but I feel like discipleship happens across towards people, peers. Yeah. So we would be, mm-hmm. even though we're not like over each uh-huh. other, we're not pastors over each other or anything like that, um, but we would disciple, we disciple one another, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and I would say I, I disciple my wife and in some way she disciples me, mm-hmm. not in an authoritative way, but, uh-huh. but in a way in the sense that we're teaching each other things mm-hmm. uh, through our marriage or our relationship or the cases. Yeah. And so for, for, for me, a mentor then is somebody who does discipleship, but maybe uh, just somebody that has a, maybe a positional, maybe that's, that's a little higher up in a sense, like in their, uh-huh. you know, wisdom. So, but not necessarily in a specific subject, mm-hmm. like you guys are saying. What do you mean by positional? Oh, as in like they're 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 yeah, authoritative. Like you see, you yeah. look up to them. Okay. Like like you. So they must be older, and they must have a. They must. 
Well, most, okay, so I wouldn't even necessarily say older. I think in our like maybe yeah. cultural context, mm-hmm. like we would think that. But maybe expertise um, or wisdom and something. Yeah, I mean experience. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what I'm thinking about more. Yeah. Is that they have more experience uh, yeah. just in life, and therefore they can mentor you in whatever areas that you're. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know those kinds mm-hmm. of things. So I don't necessarily think like. Uh, so I would I would say have. Well, one of them I guess, I guess is actually a little more specific. But mm-hmm. the, so so my mentor officiated my wedding. Mm-hmm. Me, his name is Dr. Donald Kim. He's a college professor at Southwestern or Scarborough College, I guess there. And he, um, I consider him a mentor just all around. Like I just talk to him about stuff, you know, anything. Like I'm not still to him. this day. Uh, yeah, we actually just had dinner recently mm. um, with his family, and um, yeah, I talked to him about a lot of different stuff, you know. And he talks to me about stuff too. Asks me questions, and you know, like is parsing through the things I'm going through and things like that. So I look up to him that way. Um, and yet he still calls me a friend, which is really nice. Mm. Like I, I like that aspect of our mm. relationship in that sense. Cause he does tell me all the time. It's like, Hey, but I need you too. I need you to call me out. So I can ask me questions, mm. things like that. Um, but then also a, a more traditional spiritual mentor that I had was pastor Steve Chang in living hope community church in, mm-hmm. in Brea. Yeah. And he was much more big And I went there for that one year to receive mentorship, to receive some sort of guidance, mm-hmm. uh, specifically as a, being a pastor. Mm-hmm. So the, in that sense, like your guys' definition of a specific area, mm-hmm. like mentor, is that's what Pastor Steve was for me. Like uh-huh. in pastoral ministry, yeah. this is what you should do, Paul. That's mm-hmm. what a lot of times uh-huh. he would, and he would bounce ideas off me and ask me questions uh-huh. and how I would do something or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, and so so I, I had those mm-hmm. in my life going mm-hmm. on, and, and that's what I kind of gleaned um, what a mentor might be, mm-hmm. and what things like that. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so. Ben, how about you? You you have you had any sort of? Um, I think I can I can look back at, at different times in my life where I had someone um, that would step in more or just someone I'd spend more time with. Um, I mean, uh, one of my youth pastors, he literally followed me to a different church because <laughs> he was at one church with me. That church was was shrinking down. A lot of people were leaving the church. There were a lot of I, there was a lot of politics there that actually I actually didn't know about until later. Um, and it got to a point where that church, um, we, my family decided to move to a church closer to home. And when we did, um, he, the youth group was basically gone after that point. So he was looking around for different churches. He interviewed at the church I went to, and then he, he came in as a new youth pastor. So it was kind of like, hey, you followed me. <laughs> Literally, he walked in the door like, hey, you followed me to this church. Uh, but he, he's probably the, the first person I could really say that really took a hand into personally meeting with me and personally um, trying to teach me and guide uh, me. Um, I think I was very young and, and immature and, um, you know, at times you could call me out and, and, and tell me like, you know, if you don't want this, like we don't have to, have, we don't have to do this, you know? And I think that was like really like life, like eye opening for me. He would ask me questions, um, uh, that I, that I even use with those that I disciple nowadays where it's not just about, um, when Christianity is not just about feeling and, and asking, um, he would ask me like, "Hey, why do you follow God?" And, and I would start with, "I feel like this or that," and he would call me out and like, "Why do you feel that? You know, why is it a feeling? You know, what do you know? What do you think about it?" Um, and he pushed me um, in my own spiritual walk. Um, and he, uh, so I think in that life stage, he was really that. Um, uh, I, I I see him, I contact him here and there, but it's not as connected anymore. Um, and I think. After that, there, there haven't been a whole lot of people, to yeah. be honest. Um, I think, um, for me personally, I think I'm wrestling through, like, what does that really look like 
for a mentor, you know? Because mm-hmm. if you look at discipleship, I think for me, I, I, I imagine Jesus in his time and, and how Jesus was the one looking for disciples. People to disciple. Mm-hmm. Younger people to disciple. Um, or other people to disciple. And um, when I think about mentorship, mentorship is a little different where, um, in my, from my understanding, you can go and, and look for those people. Or you can go and, and just spend time with certain people and, and learn certain things that they do. Um, whether it's something that you you see that and you say, wow, that's something I want to learn and grow from. Or there's like, you see that, well, well I, I might do something a little different. But there's a lot of experience and wisdom that I'm gaining from that person, um, I think. In life, a lot of young people want to find people like their age and just kind of stick with them. But I think it's really important to look for people that are older that you can, you know, for lack of better terms, like learn from their mistakes or learn from what they've learned. Mm -hmm. Um, That way you gain the experience that they've gained without having to go through the years of maybe the struggle or the hardship that they've gone through. So I think at this point, it's kind of become that where just trying to learn from whoever's around me, um, learn from my senior pastor at my church, the way he does. Um, He has a huge heart for missions. So, so for me, I, I think my context of church was more towards the local church. Mm-hmm. So when learning under him and, and seeing him and his heart for uh, evangelism and, and mostly missions, uh, it pushes me to say, wow, uh, how, how can the church be a better advocate for missions? You know, how can they be better um, uh, at kind of pushing their, themselves out in order to look at missions more? Um, so I've learned a lot from him in that sense. But I think in terms of direct mentorship, uh, maybe in the sense that you guys have it, not as much. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, you know it's something interesting that you, Kelm, that you brought up, Peter, you brought up. Thank you. Peter. I guess they don't. <laughs> <laughs> was that um, you talked about the first thing you brought up was father, your father. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you why why did you bring that up first? Uh, because we're all longing for or father is someone that you look up to. You're born in a family, um, usually typically with mom and a dad and as a son or a daughter i think for human flourishing uh father plays such a big role to disciple and to teach their kids so uh, i my dad's not a believer so i look for someone who would invest in me but Mm -hmm. how he chose to invest in me is through providing um Hmm. financial stability for my household Mm -hmm. so that's not what i was looking for and that's not what i needed not to take that for granted or to push that away, but or brush that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I needed someone to invest in me and disciple me, so that's fine. Yeah. Right. Do you believe? Um, do you believe that all Christians should have some sort of spiritual mentor? Is that a uh, necessary thing? You know, I wouldn't necessarily say you need a spiritual mentor because just that yeah. quotation, quote unquote, spiritual mentor. Yeah. It's we might be just looking for this. Um, fantasy kind of a figure mm-hmm. like you've made up an image of a perfect guy or girl um, or that father. you need or yeah, father that you need yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think you necessarily need that mm-hmm. but in the context of local church you should always look for someone that you can learn from yeah, yeah. I think you could, I, I'll put it like that but I wouldn't necessarily say you need a spiritual mentor find one today mm-hmm. um, I don't think I would put mm-hmm. it in that way I would say you need someone that you disciple and you need someone to disciple you mm-hmm. In the context of local church, ideally, mm-hmm. that is. Yeah, I, I think a popular term instead of spiritual mentor, is spiritual father. Right, I've heard a lot. Yeah, of that's a lot of people would say. Term. Term. Um, so I think that's kind of like a similar understanding. I think I don't think I've heard spiritual mentor as much. I think I've heard a lot of like mentors. Do you have, do you have a mentor in your life? Do you have someone? Um, so, but I would. I think I would really agree. I really agree with you, Peter, on what you said about how you, know, you need someone to learn from. You you can't just 
to stay stagnant. And I think um, in, in the Christian walk, uh, the best way to stay, to, to move out of being stagnant or plateauing in your walk is to have people that push you and, and that encourage you, but also challenge you and stretch you. Um, and, you know, even call out your areas where you're, you're lacking. I think um, for us being married, our, our wives help us with that. Um, but then I think it's also important to have brothers, you know, maybe brothers in the same situation, maybe uh, older pastor figures uh, in our churches or in, in our lives that we've had to look to for that. Um, I think that's uh, definitely something that I've, I've wanted. I've, I've, lo- I've always loved to have someone that's a little more personal to me in that sense. Um, someone where I can just immediately say, okay, that's the person I'm going to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily have that. So I think for me, it's just finding the people around me in that instance in time. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so if, if, okay, let's say somebody comes up to you and they're, they're like, and maybe it's a young <clears throat> Christian and they ask like, and it'd be ironic that they would ask somebody to find them a spiritual mentor or like, what should I look for in a spiritual mentor? And they're asking you, <laughs> yeah. well, I can be a spiritual mentor, right? Why don't you just ask me? So like, not no, you. not you. So not <laughs> but like, what would you tell that person? What should Christians look for in a spiritual mentor other than a strong, godly leadership? Or strong godly character, I should say. <laughs> well, I, I think in the understanding of strong godly character, like I'm hoping that you would ex- respect that person to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think uh, it, would, it would be really hard to learn anything from someone you don't respect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in that sense... Finding someone that you can respect. It's something about their life, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's their family life or, or you know, the, the role that they're in or, or the way they balance work and, and church ministry with family and everything. or Something that they have that you respect and you, you look at <clears> them <throat> uh, and, and you say, wow, I, want, I don't see that in myself. I want to I wanna gain that. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something that's very important. Um, I, I would hope that would be a part of their understanding of, right. of you know, godly character. Right. Um, I think that's important. Sure. You know, I get the feeling that um, these days, because of the internet, um, people are finding quote unquote mentorship, spiritual mentorship oh. through like um, sermons, mm. like digital sermons. Yeah. Like Matt Chandler was my mentor. <laughs> if I could, like, you know what I mean? John Piper was my yeah. mentor because I watch sermons all the time. Yeah, yeah. So um, funny. I learned to preach. Yeah. My hand movements are all from John Piper <laughs> and Matt Chandler, you know? <laughs> Things like that. They're, they were my preaching mentors that way, you know? Um, and so, but like, do you think that's like, correct? Would you recommend something like that? I mean, it's a weird way to put it, but a lot, I think a lot of people look at them that way, right? Yeah. Or spiritual fathers or something. Yeah. They, they find somebody on the internet, there's somebody yeah. they respect, just like you said, right? Uh, somebody that they feel like they can learn from, and uh-huh. then they'll just kind of keep going to that, right? Um, what do you, what would you say to somebody who is like doing that? It's like, oh yeah, my favorite. My Sorry, favorite. I, I think I would like to go back to the previous question okay, and then uh, roll that out into yeah, the present do question. That, do that. So, um, Paul, you were asking uh, when a younger Christian or a younger believer or a younger person comes up to you and ask, what should I look for in a mentor or spiritual mentor? Mm-hmm. I would simply say, look in your church, mm-hmm. look at the life of your church and look at men who are leading their family well who are leading in the church and serving the church faithfully and well. Mm. And as you look at them uh, live their lives, bring yourself into their world mm. and ask them, can I get a meal with mm. you? Or um, can I watch you 
or can I go to the grocery with you or something to invite yourself into their yeah, lives yeah. to see them and to interact with them and to ask questions. I think that's the best way, but I wouldn't put it as um, look for mentors in the church. I think it's simply to look for people who are different than you, people who are doing things different than you, mm-hmm. people uh, who are pursuing godliness world contentment in the context of your local church mm-hmm. so that you can invite yourself over to, over to their house or help them out and kind of grow together in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and rolling that out into your present question, which is, um, can we look at the inner internet? Mm-hmm. Uh, sermons such as John Piper or Matt Chandler and just glean from them or consider them as spiritual mentors. I would say, I mean, you can always use um, the means of internet to learn, mm-hmm. such as reading articles. Yeah, I mean, right. I think all three of us read a bunch of articles and we glean from articles and even books. I think that's fine. But would I consider them spiritual mentors? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would simply say I glean from them, I learn from them. They're mm-hmm. discipling me indirectly, yeah. indirectly um, outside the context of local church, yeah. which is fine. But I think your primary role of discipleship and growing and nurturing and maturing should be in the context of local church. Okay, right? so then you, you are doing what, we were, what I was saying earlier about that the, you, you're, you're, you're erasing that line between mentorship and discipleship. Yes. Okay. I would say, like, we don't necessarily need mentors, but we need someone to, you to be discipled by and you need someone that you're discipling. Okay. So mentorship, we can throw that out the window, but if it is helpful, we can bring that in and mm-hmm. use it interchangeably with mentorship and discipleship. Yeah. Interesting. But I would strongly use the word discipleship rather than that of this, uh, mentorship. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think they, they get thrown around and mixed around together. I, I get confused sometimes. Someone will say mentorship, but they'll really mean what we might think is discipleship. Oh, yeah. So I, I just assume. So yeah. when, when people say mentor, I think discipler. Somebody yeah. who's discipler. So, 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 yeah, no, some people would assume yeah. that. I, I think to start off, you, it's very important to not... Just assume. Mm-hmm. I think just ask, hey, what do you mean by that? And then, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. So I think you know we've had conversations made <coughs> where using a certain word in our context makes us mean something, mm-hmm. but another person's context might mean something else. Sure. And if you're just com- conversing in that way without defining those terms, mm-hmm. you come to the point where you <laughs> realize we're not talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think in that sense, I think it's important that we start off sharing that. But I do agree um, with uh, what you're saying. I think it's important. Um, to look around people you're interacting with you can interact with maybe not even daily but weekly or you know you, you can literally see their lives i think it was a really good point that you brought up about you kind of work yourselves into their lives you mean peter yeah yeah peter sorry sorry i forgot there's a third person <laughs> <laughs> we're not on video <laughs> yeah. they can't see us. <laughs> yeah. so uh peter, what peter brought up about how you want to get yourself into their life i think that's um something i think personally i've, I've kind of given up on the understanding that oh like it's not going to be like jesus where jesus can go around and Look for all the people he's going to disciple. You're not going to find a pastor or someone specific that's going to go around. If you do, that's great. Especially if you're single. Yeah. I would say, yeah. especially if you're single, I think you can use your singleness. I think a lot of times um, when you're single, you're looking to get married. But I think you can utilize your singleness to your advantage by inviting yourself yeah. into the married couple's life. Exactly. To help exactly. them. I mean, I have but, single friends who are so helpful yeah. in the church and outside the church as yeah. well. Yep. They want to hold my baby. Yeah. They want to feed them. They want to clean their, you know, dirty diapers, which Walk is great. Them, tire them out. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's disciple, or that's them being discipled as well, and how to do that. Yeah, sure. yeah, I, I definitely would agree that the church I was at uh, before I came to Texas was a very young adult group, like mid mid twenties, 
uh, uh, late 20s, early 30s. A lot of them started getting married, um, and there were a lot of them were dating. I just kind of worked myself into their lives. I spent time with them. You know, if they went to go out to eat, like, hey, can I go with you? And I would just watch how they interacted. You know, watch how they spent time together, mm-hmm. um, uh, and and learn from that. You know, there's there's specific couples that I can um, say I'm closer to in those in you know in that church. Uh, it's just because I, I I chose to spend more time with them. But I do going back to the question about uh, online. I think it's very dangerous to to use that because mm-hmm. it's um, what's to say then that you go down the rabbit hole of why go to a physical church, you know, yeah. online church, you know, that, that then becomes an option. I think there's a, there's an aspect of the local body of interacting of a physical presence. Um, that's very important. And in that context of the local ch- physical church, you have those mentorship relationships. Yeah. Yeah. We have some people, a group of guys in our church who meet regularly, but on their own, just uh, like three of them. And uh, they go through like Tim Keller material, like mm-hmm. his sermons, his wisdom series, I think, yeah. in the prophet. One of them bought them and they're sharing it together and they're praying for one another, things like that. That's great. Um, yeah, and I thought a lot, so, so my, my initial reaction was a bit like careful about that because again, the issue being like, if they start taking that and making it their primary material, mm-hmm. as opposed to, um, you know, being in the congregation and finding their spiritual uh, nourishment in a sense uh, uh, apart from their body their local body yeah. like physical body the church right um, my that would be that was concerning to me and I made that concern clear to them I was like as long as this material is supplementary yeah, to yeah. your church attendance here uh, receiving the word here mm-hmm. taking communion with the, with the rest of the body um, then then that's fine okay that's the only thing I really wanted to make and then on, on a personal I was like I don't want to compete with Tim Keller as a preacher <laughs> you know like I don't want to do that like that's I'm going to lose that battle you know like that kind of thing so um, yeah but that's a really good point to thinking about um, going around with people so they're actually I'm, I, you know we when we prepare for these uh, podcasts we write down these, these questions just to be ready but I do want to do like a little test okay so the question that I have written down is this are all Christians mandated to be spiritual mentors. And then now I want to say, how, how would you answer that? And then how would you answer if I changed the question like this? Are all Christians mandated to be disciples? No and yes. No and yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that, yeah, that was, that became clear as with the conversation. Yeah. 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 I, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, mentorship is, is something that's very specific, at least for my terminology. Mm-hmm. It's very, very specific. Discipleship is, is life. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be, Something specific, but it, but it also can be just in general, you know, how someone's living life and learning from them. So, hmm. yeah, I think, you know, even reading Matthew 28, you know, it says, go make disciples. You know? right. So you're called to be disciples, mm-hmm. you know, in the Christian walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't think, I don't think we have a working definition of mentorship. Not yet. Yeah. I think that's it. I, so I, I was just about to say, yeah. like, d- don't, don't disciples, quote unquote, mentor each other. Yeah. Could you, is that a, could that be a true statement? See, that we don't know because we don't have a definition for mentor. We just didn't decide it here yet. Yeah. And I don't think I have one. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I need one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a dis- I have a definition for discipleship. Mm-hmm. It's helping other people follow Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But for mentorship, I don't think I need it because, I mean, frankly speaking, um, I can use the word, but it's not as important as discipleship for me. Mm-hmm. Well, I. <sighs> Yeah, in terms of biblical mandate, yeah. right? If we're, yeah. Especially if we're putting that category yeah. on it, right? Then discipleship, obviously, yeah. right? But, um, but for me, again, when I'm, if I'm thinking about the definition that I have in mentor, there's really not a whole lot of difference to mm-hmm. me between a mentor and somebody yeah. who's discipling somebody, okay. Okay. right? So I believe like 
yes, you can actually mentor one of them. I could say yes to both questions. Mm. Right. I could say yes, you are mentored to mentor somebody. As is, somebody should be mentoring you. Yeah. Well, then, I guess. I guess if the if the word mentor is used interchangeably with disciple, mm-hmm. yeah. then yes. Okay. Yeah. If if mentorship is sort of like the present day language that we have replaced yeah. with um. Uh, Against that of discipleship, right, right. Then we we can use it. Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have no problem with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like I said, I think it, it depends on how you define that word. Yeah. I think for me, it's more of a Venn diagram. You know, there there are aspects where discipleship can be something that's completely different from mentorship, mm-hmm. and the areas where mentorship could be uh, completely different from discipleship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think when you say spiritual mentorship, that makes it a little bit more specific, and mm-hmm. I think that could bring them closer together. Sure. Um, sure, that makes sense. Uh, but like you guys were saying too, like men, uh, discipleship could be just amongst peers, mm-hmm. not necessarily like mentoring in the sense of, hey, I have this expertise or this experience. But you're, you're as you're uh, spending time together, you're sharing the word, uh, bringing uh, wisdom, uh, the word of God from from what you've as you hear each other sharing it, you know, to right. to bring truth and even discipline, because yeah. that's where the word discipline, disciple, discipline. That's mm-hmm. where it's coming from. Building right? discipline. Right. You know, actually, as we're um, <laughs> almost at the close of this podcast, I think I'm realizing that, um, I think I have a similar definition to that of Paul's. Mm-hmm. Like in terms of mentorship, I think for me, now I'm recognizing that it's life, uh, it's containing all life rather than particular subject, mm-hmm. I think. Because when I think about my mentors, I wouldn't name mm-hmm. some of them simply because it's not uh, all of life together. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Say that again? For our readers, not for us. When we first started this podcast, I said um, mentors, you can simply look for mentors for particular areas, right. such as marriage, mm-hmm. such as you know, mm-hmm. other subjects. Right. But I think in my idea, I'm realizing more and more that mentor is more of uh, all life together. Like he needs, he needs to mentor me in all life. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's how I, guess okay, okay. I view it. I think part of it might be the fact that we're there's there's an understanding of mentorship. I think I think we have to be very specific. If we keep using the word mentor, I think what we're saying is spiritual mentorship. Because in the world, I think they would define mentorship completely differently. Mm-hmm. I think it would be a lot more narrow. That's uh, true. In in terms of the world, like some people, like this is my work mentor. You know, this is my mentor in terms of work. Right. This is my mentor in terms of family. You know, some people might say, "Oh, my my dad is my mentor because he's teaching me mm-hmm. how to live as a as a as a man, as a father, as a husband." Right. Whatever. Right. Um, in terms of the world, but when you say spiritual mentor, I think I could say if you if we're saying spiritual mentorship specifically, I think I can see how that can align more with discipleship. Sure. I think there are certain areas where it's a little different still. Um, because mentorship is for me when I think of mentorship it's more of a teaching or, or guiding from, from someone with experience wisdom to someone with less mm-hmm. yeah. so okay yeah oh interesting how, how is um, Iron Man <laughs> how is Iron Man Spider-Man's mentor in the MCU is it an all life or is it hero work I'm not gonna answer that. <laughs> <laughs> it's what I thought of because when you when yeah, you talk yeah. about that because um, in a sense, Tony. <laughs> sorry, I mean this is. I mean, but just again, like here's a hypothetical, right? So Iron Man looked at himself as a father figure in in Spider Man. Yeah. Like he treat. He's like, yeah. oh, I lost the kid, right? Like yeah, yeah. you know that kind of stuff. Like, but and but like was it? But did um, 
Peter Parker did, did Spider-Man only look to Iron Man as like, oh, he's going to teach me the way to be a hero? Uh, or did he look at him as somebody who he deeply cared for and like, an all of life? That's what I, that, that's what I mean. But would Tony also have discipleship with Steve Rogers? They did. Yeah. But they called each other all, all the time. Right? They did. But then, but then it's, I think it's still, it's still a different kind of image because it's Tony to Spider-Man versus right, someone a younger, kind of seen as to equal. Younger. As opposed to, that's right, that's what you're saying. Cool. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good point. That's a good point. Okay. So then, um, how would you, so some, so how would you guys go out to find somebody to disciple or mentor? (laughs) Uh, Since we're, since we agreed that we are um, mandated by the Bible Mm -hmm. to disciple others, Mm -hmm. how are you guys uh, going to look out for, um, someone to mentor or slash disciple. Again, I think in the context of local church, mm-hmm. um, I can invite either singles or married people. Yeah. So whenever I have interaction, like I guess mentorship and discipleship doesn't have to be, okay, for the period of six months to a year, mm-hmm. we're going to be doing this. But mm-hmm. it's rather um, every time I meet with somebody um, and I talk, I'm kind of discipling them through what I talk about and how I talk about it with my attitude. Mm-hmm. So let's say I talk about my marital struggles with a church member. Mm-hmm. Then it's letting them know that as a married man, I can be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. That is, I can share to them, this is the reality of marriage. Yeah. Uh, thus, you can be expecting that too. Mm. Right. Um, so in the context of local church, you're simply talking with them intentionally to help them follow Christ by showing yourself, mm. showing your life to them. Uh, things like that, mm. I think... Um, you can do such as that to mentor slash disciple someone mm-hmm. uh, in the church, I think. Mm-hmm. What about um, in a pastoral context? So let's say, so yes, in a local church, mm-hmm. you understand it, right? Like member to member. Mm-hmm. But what about if you're, if you're hoping that you can find, like, I, I guess the question was more like, are you looking for a, somebody like a seminarian or somebody who just graduated mm-hmm. from seminary to raise up as a pastor mm-hmm. in the church? Mm-hmm. Like that sort okay. of mentorship. Yeah. I think same thing you would do the same uh, thing. same thing but I guess a bit more intentional right yeah. more specific uh, yeah. more narrow in your intention um, perhaps you're you can be prayerful to think about someone that you can invest in who is aspiring to become an elder or mm-hmm. aspiring to become mm-hmm. a pastor or a pastor elder um, and meet up with them regularly ask them yeah. to come to meet up with you on a regular basis either daily, weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly, it doesn't really matter. But reading a book with them, reading scripture with them, um, sharing with them intentionally. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess that can be it. But I guess, I guess it's more on a regular basis mm-hmm. than yeah. that of simply discipling one another in the context of church. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think it's a little different pastorally in the sense of someone in your church versus a seminary maybe who may not be in your church. Uh, I think if it's within your church, I think it, you know very well. You look for our our uh, senior pastor uses this acronym. They say look for someone who's fat, who's faithful, who's available, and who's teachable. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you're missing any one of those three, then at some point it's going to get difficult. It's mm-hmm. going to be hard. You know, if someone's faithful to the church, but then they're not available, but they're teachable. How are you going to teach them? And guide them if they're not willing to make time. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone's not teachable, they're just prideful. They're, even though they're available, even though they're faithful to the church, they won't be able to learn anything from you. Mm-hmm. And if they're not faithful, then you know they're just they might they might not be around. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
uh, in that sense, I think for me, I, I look for people that come in, and there are a couple people in in my ministry right now that I meet with. It's not as official, like you said, where it's like, hey, we're gonna meet every week and do this. I, I think for some people that works better, for others it might not. Mm-hmm. Um, but just through life, you know, just sharing, being vulnerable, uh, sharing with them. This is this is the areas where I struggle with, and I need to lean on God. And I'm showing them how to lean on God. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in their life, they're struggling, and, and, and they'll take that lesson, and then they'll apply it to their life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like we're being told a lot in, um, I don't know, maybe seminary. I don't know if I heard, I've ever personally heard uh-huh. this in seminary. I feel like I've heard this in some like leadership conferences and mm-hmm. stuff like that, is that if you're looking to raise up a pastor in your church or something like that, um, that you are looking for specific qualities. In a person, you're looking for somebody who hasn't, quote unquote. Maybe if you're, especially like, say, um, you're you're wanting to raise a church planner. It's like mm-hmm. then you want to find somebody who has an entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. who can raise, who's good with their money and can raise funds yeah. well, uh, who can, you know, like things like specific things. And those are the, and don't waste time with anybody else if you're looking for these things, right? Yeah. And so, so I I just wonder like, in in a context of uh, you know pastoral ministry, and we're thinking we're talking about mentorship or discipleship, um, like is it becoming like a little bit, and here's the thing, that, that description, looking for somebody more entrepreneurial or something like a very specific quality in a person in order to raise them, whatever, um, I feel like is used in a lot of just like secular businesses, you know, who's trying to raise up their... The, yeah, yeah, the, you look for qualifications, like you look at the resume and what they have. Sure. Character. Yeah, not, well, but not only that, but again, something like if we're talking about a business, like like an entrepreneurial mm-hmm. spirit, yeah. you know, like they, they have this quality about yeah. them that you're like okay this is the type of person that will be successful in this this type of business yeah. right and i feel like that's that business practice is being used in the church and that's the concern i have about mentorship in the church in general mm-hmm. is that because like why are we borrowing from from worldly and worldly and pagan ideas it, it, why don't we do it in a way that we feel like is discipleship uh-huh. you know like like I'm I'm that's what I fear that I'm gonna lean towards is because I'm hearing that all the time at conferences and other you know spiritual leadership stuff or whatever the case is mm-hmm. like I'm hearing that a lot and it was a it's been a concern for me when I'm thinking well, about what that yeah. looks like. Yeah, I think for me when I'm looking for people within my church, I'm not necessarily looking for someone who can turn who I can mentor into a pastor. Sure, sure. I think that's just in their Christian walk. Mm-hmm. You know, as as me as a Christian, them as a Christian. Um, I think when it comes to for me, I don't think I'd ever look for something specific. Like, I'm going to mold you into this kind of a pastor, sure. this kind of a minister. I think for the people that I've seen in my life where um, I've seen some sort of quality where I can see them be a minister, it's more of their heart, you know, more of their passion, what, what they desire. I think, for me, I, I think I would say you don't necessarily need to see <coughs> certain qualities even of a person to say they'll make a perfect this or perfect that. Right. Um, I, one example would be myself. Like I, when I was going into seminary, I always looked at myself is coming into a more established church and being in there, uh, being a part of, of the leadership there and, and, and learning and growing and working within that and, and kind of fostering myself in that in that space. Um, one thing that I never saw myself doing was church planting. Mm-hmm. And when I went into uh, the current um, church that I am, the church is established, but the ministry that I was leading itself was very much a church plant. Mm-hmm. And I was just literally like, God, why? You probably hear it. Mm-hmm. You know, what is, like, what, like there's just so much... Uh, that I have to do so much I have to set up the groundwork and everything I think I could look back and say well I learned a lot I'm not perfect in, in, in necessarily being the perfect church planter mm-hmm. I, haven't, I haven't learned to be the perfect church planter in all of this but I think I learned a lot in that and it and it's not it's because I didn't necessarily narrow myself down and say this is exactly where I need to be and God you know put me into that situation 
Um, so I don't think you necessarily need to. I think it, it, it's helpful at times. You know, there might be certain qualities you might see and like, oh, that could help you in this area. Yeah. But I think the biggest thing you have to see is, is their heart, their, their, their desire uh, to preach the word of God, to teach the word of God, and to, to lead and disciple. Um, and I think that's kind of where it starts. I think to, to focus and keep narrowing down so much uh, puts, more of it, puts more of the onus on you finding that right person right. more than... God, you know, play or you know, God building up that person into uh, the role that He has for them. Mm-hmm. I think I keep emphasizing the local church. Mm-hmm. Um, you do, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and I think we ought to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, nonetheless, at Bethany Baptist, PJ always asks the members to approach him to let him know um, out of the members. Yeah. Uh, if you see someone who's qualified mm. to become a pastor, to mm. become a pastor elder. Mm-hmm. Um, so he openly advertises that, quote-unquote advertises that, mm-hmm. or lets the members know that the members need to be watchful mm. and see if there are mature believers who can teach, yeah. um, who, who aspire to become elder, then mm. you should let them know, yeah. pastor. And also members kind of uh, affirm mm. the aspiration or calling of a pastor elder, mm. so I thought that was really helpful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So in terms of yeah. yeah, in terms of qualification, we all agree that pastor elder should be qualified according mm. to First Timothy three and yeah. Titus and First yeah. Peter. Um, but who who affirms that? The church yeah. does. Mm. So the church should bring that together to the pastor or to each other mm. and affirm that together. So I think uh, that would be better than the model of uh, business, mm. which is mm. looking at specific um, skill sets. Mm-hmm. To uh, and bring them in, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, that's really helpful to think about. Yeah, that's good. Well, um, any last thoughts or questions about um, mentorship or discipleship, anything like that? We, what, whatever we talked about today, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have a I don't have a uh, particular definition of mentorship. Yeah, but I, do. I hope this was not as confusing yeah. to our listeners <laughs> yeah. as it might have been for us. I'm pretty sure I switched my definition yeah. like three or four times in the middle of this podcast. So, <laughs> so I hope this was helpful to y'all. Hopefully, it helped you to see a different way of seeing those words. Helped bring it. We just wanted to bring clarity to how confusing. This subject matter really is. I think I don't think we brought clarity. <laughs> just... That's so funny. Yeah. But discipleship is very important. Of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Discipleship no, no, no. is yeah. mandated. That's okay. Yes. Mentorship is. is not. Yeah. Mentorship oh. is not. Mm-hmm. You can choose to find a mentor, but you should choose. You need to choose someone to disciple mm-hmm. and to be discipled by. Yeah. Yeah. But if your definitions of spiritual mentorship and discipleship are the same. Then you need yeah, just call it discipleship. Why not? You know what I mean? yeah, maybe this should have been a discipleship podcast as opposed to a mentorship. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for some of us, it might be because it's the same. <laughs> for some people, it's the same thing. Fair enough. Well, well Peter, thank you so much for yeah. joining uh, us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, this was a blast just yeah, to talk. Yeah. We yeah. love to talk. So. Yeah, we talk all the time anyway about this stuff. It's yeah. just nice to put yeah. it in a recording. Yeah. And, and Peter's very blunt and very upfront, so he, it's been good to have him. In yeah. Right now, yeah. um, just to let you guys know uh, that Ben and Paul um, have gained six cents um, <laughs> from the viewers. So if you guys are listening and... If God willing, the Lord li- willing, you can <laughs> donate a little bit, that would be awesome. There actually I... is, go to our website. 
anchor.fm slash our lunch break podcast and there is a link where you can actually donate if you oh, think this was you helpful you can donate <laughs> maybe two cents you know then that would that would no if you 33 percent if you do <laughs> six cents you will be doubling their income so that'll be very helpful i make sh- i will make sure that i donate just a little bit for them as well well, thanks again, Peter. Yeah. And oh my gosh, Ben, we are late are we for, late lo- for work, work. Work, work. We're late for work. We're late for work again. We gotta go. Let's go. Liars. <laughs> <laughs>